And now, broadcasting from atop a secret location somewhere on Fort Myers Beach, Florida, it's How About That with Brian Howe. And now, your host, Brian Howe. Hello, good evening and welcome. Today is today, and it's morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you may be. And uh, tonight, or this morning, or this afternoon, I have the most wonderful guest who I, I've been thinking about this subject ever since I was 16 years of age. And when I was 16, the most incredible thing happened in world news. America supposedly landed a man on the moon. And I was 16, as I said. And I thought it was the most fantastic, monumental thing that has probably ever happened or will happen in my life. But some things didn't quite make sense to me. And my guest, who I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm very privileged to have this man on because he doesn't often do this sort of thing <laughs> with such a lame setup as we got here because we've had so many technical problems today and uh but anyway i want you to give a welcome please to bart sibrell bart welcome to the show how are you doing doing very well now let me just give you a, a, the the listeners a brief synopsis as to as to where you come from and what you're about you also have very strong feelings about the the moon landings not being what they seem to be shall we say and i know that this is something that has been a major part of your life and it's suddenly becoming a, a, a major part of my life too because like i said something's wrong with this picture to me give us a tell us about yourself bart and uh how did you come to believe that the moon landings were not maybe what we've been told they were well, originally, I grew up as the biggest fan of the moon missions. I was only four years of age at the time. I was asleep in bed. However, my father was in the Air Force as an officer, and he got a VIP commemorative package of uh, 9x12 color prints from Apollo 11, the alleged first mission to the moon. Mm -hmm. I had them up on my wall from probably age 4 to 14, seeing them every day of the year, 365 days times 10 years. So I saw these pictures 3,600 times and always thought it was the greatest thing that man had ever done. Then I happened to see a gentleman on television by the name of Bill Casing, who worked for NASA for six years during the Apollo project. And his job was to edit memos going between various departments. And so he was one of the few people who saw the whole picture of what was going on. He had very high security clearance and basically would edit the grammar between these generals going back and forth so that they wouldn't look um, unintelligent. <laughs> so uh, in the process, he saw a memo that said the odds of them successfully going to the moon and back on the first attempt with 1960s equipment was about one in 10,000. And so after I saw him on that television program as a 14-year-old, I went back to my bedroom wall, shrine really, and started looking at the pictures with new eyes mm -hmm. and noticing the anomalies in the photographs that he spoke of, like shadows that intersected when they should be parallel with sunlight, indicating it was electrical lighting in a television studio and various things like that. Mm -hmm. Another 10 years went by, about the age of 24, I had become a filmmaker and was editing a film one day for the gentleman 
who produced the show I'd seen 10 years earlier with Bill Casey on it. And I said, do you remember that guy who was on your show who said we didn't go to the moon? Do you, do you know his name or remember? He said no, but call the San Francisco office and they can look it up for you. So I did. They said, had I called a couple of days later, they would have never been able to find out who he was because they delete their archives every 10 years and throw them away. So I tracked him down. Hmm. And he, when he found out I was a filmmaker, he said, hey, Bart, you should do a film about this. So I studied the subject pretty much as a full-time job, paid myself a salary for about six months. And I found a lot of strange things. Like, yes, these pictures that are supposedly lit by sunlight have shadows and some of them that intersect like at 90 degrees from objects five feet apart from one another, which is absolutely impossible to happen in sunlight. Uh -huh. Then you have two of the three astronauts rarely give interviews like they don't want to talk about it you had the administrator of nasa resign days before the first apollo mission which seems a little strange then you had all these strange deaths of apollo backup crews that kept having you know fatal accidents hmm. and the soviets were so much more advanced and they never sent a person to the moon so i surmised at that point that there was at least a one out of four chance that they didn't go to the moon and seeing how it is the alleged great accomplishment of mankind, one out of four chance to me is a pretty sizable possibility. Hmm. And I kind of have a relentless personality, and I like puzzles, and I figured if anyone could figure out whether they did or did not go to the moon, it would be me. However, <laughs> if they did not go, this could be hazardous to my health. You know, digging around and overturning these rocks. So I actually hmm. uh, turned down the project originally for fear that if it were true, I might risk my life. And why should I risk my life for someone else's, you know, folly? Sure. I turned it down. Hmm. Another five years went by, around the age of 29 or so, I became a Christian. I developed convictions about right and wrong, good and evil, truth and lies. And I said, you know, if they fake the moon landing, that's actually more significant historically than if they'd actually gone. I mean, you have one of the two possibilities. They could, with 1960s equipment, put a man on the moon and bring him back. That's one level of historic significance. Or they lied to mankind. They lied to scientists. They falsified it. They embezzled billions of dollars to lie to the taxpayers and didn't go. Huh. And that would be more, <laughs> more historical of an event than if they'd actually gone. So I said... I'm going to die anyway. Might as well die for a cause. And I decided to go ahead and look into it. Well, we raised about a million dollars for five years of research buying, you know, documents at some of them, with some of them at $10,000 each that we bought from, you know, secret sources that had information about this. And our main investor is a gentleman who is on a board building rockets for NASA, you know, who wishes to remain anonymous. And he knows from an engineering point of view that they couldn't go to the moon. I mean, what they're saying is they went a thousand times farther than they can go today, mm -hmm. 50 years ago. I, I mean, it's you can argue about the shadows. You can argue about the secret tape that we found with the CIA talking on a private channel. But you just have to use logic. Has there ever been a, an accomplishment in the history of the world like the automobile or the airplane or nuclear reactors that once it was accomplished, no one on earth could repeat it for 50 years. To say they went a thousand times farther 
with computer equipment that was one millionth as fast as it is today, <laughs> 50 years ago, and they can only go one one thousandth the distance today. That's like saying 50 years ago they made an automobile that got 50,000 mile, miles to the gallon, and today the best car can get 50 miles to the gallon. If someone told that, you would laugh at the obviousness of the fraud. Exactly. And yet, because people are so emotionally attached to this event, it's like taking candy away from a child, telling them, you know, this great event that they put all this faith and emotion into did not happen. But that's simply the way that it is. You know, three and a half years into this project, we find a tape that no one had ever seen before of outtakes of fake photography, and they're faking a shot right in front of your eyes. The CIA is on another track telling the astronauts not to speak until four seconds go by to create this illusion that they're a greater distance from the Earth. They never left Earth orbit. Mm -hmm. And what a surprise, 50 years later, the farthest they can send an <laughs> astronaut from the Earth is Earth, Earth orbit. orbit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but tell me this, tell me this. Why was it worth this deception? What was it they were gaining by by pulling a deception like this? Well, you know, my military sources told me simply money. Uh, you know, it's it's what Eisenhower warned everybody the last day he was president of the military industrial complex, you know, needing to make money. I mean, the, the Pentagon does an audit and they said there's so much fraud, we can't even count it all. You know, they have like 6,000 whistleblower claims backed up and they haven't even published one of them. Hmm. They, they, they made so much money, trillions. I mean, the moon rover. Okay, we're talking about an electric car, which they invented in the 30s, right? Mm -hmm. An electric car that has fewer parts than a Jeep cost in today's dollars $60 million each, okay? So the Vietnam War is going on. Congress says you cannot spend money on Cambodia and Laos and send troops there. So this is where they got the money from. I mean, they're not really going to the moon anyway. They're only orbiting the Earth. Mm -hmm. So they have all this money left over. I mean, we're talking about what would, in today's dollars, be $150 billion. Mm. I mean, well, can you imagine? It, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it, it truly is uh, unreal. Uh, like two weeks ago, I happened to find a video of a spokesman for NASA, quite a high up person, I would suggest, at NASA, who uh, ex had to explain that we no longer had the technology to go back to the moon because it had been lost. Now, <laughs> well, not lost, destroyed. You know, well, according to uh, Don Pettit, who's a NASA astronaut, he said they deliberately destroyed the technology. So here's the second part. The first part is, has there ever been a technological achievement like the <laughs> automobile, airplane, or nuclear power that 50 years later no one could surpass or even duplicate? That's never happened in the history of the world except going to the moon. And the second thing that's never happened in the history of the world except going to the moon is they developed a technology. They spent $150 billion, and when they were done, they took the blueprints and the schematics and they threw them into the fire. Now, that's never happened at any technological breakthrough in the entire history of the world. Mm -hmm. You would think they would do that with a nuclear bomb after they used it to world, win World War II. They would have destroyed that so no one would ever do that again. But now nuclear bombs are like 10,000 times more powerful than they were, you mm -hmm. know, 70 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And so the here, here's the thing, you know, destroying the technology is proof that they didn't go because if they really went, 
they would never, ever, ever destroy the technology. That's like Bill Gates spending $150 billion to build the first computer, and when he's done, he takes the computer and all the drawings and throws it into a fire. It would never happen. So the fact that they did destroy the, the schematics is proof that they didn't go on. It means they're covering their tracks. Because my engineer friend, you know, who's building rockets for NASA, who spent a million dollars giving us the money to make these movies, uh-huh. he says, you know, the, the lunar module could not, on a bank of car batteries, compete against 250-degree heat and get it down to 72 degrees nonstop for three days. He says, your Cadillac in the desert won't even power the air conditioning on batteries alone without the engine running for more than 10 minutes. He says, there, there's so much proof. Von Braun, we have documents from the 50s. That uh-huh. say that going to the moon in a single rocket is impossible. He said it would take three rockets, each taller than the Empire State Building, each weighing 10 times the amount of the Queen Mary. He said it would each rocket would weigh 800,000 tons, and the Saturn V rocket only weighed 2,500 tons. You know, he said it himself. And, and with great respect <laughs> to know? him, with great respect to him, he would be the one to know. Well, yeah, you know, the State Department said had he not died, you know, in 77 or whenever he died, they were like months away from indicting him as a war criminal for all the people, all the Jews he killed during World War II, you you know, (laughs) and this is the guy in charge of the rocket, (laughs) you know, and people say, well, how could you fool, you know, 100,000 people involved in the project? Well, that's such a naive juvenile question. That's like saying the teller of the bank. And the CEO of the bank know the same thing. I mean, the teller has no idea what's going on in the banking, whether they're, you know, have their assets or they're, you know, in, in the red. They, they don't know. You really think they're stupid enough to tell the guy making the glove or the door or the boot, hey, we're really not going to the moon, but don't tell anybody. Right, you know right. I mean? There were computer controllers. You know, you see that those great consoles, all that was for show because uh-huh. during the moon landing, seconds before they go to the moon for the first time they're all kicked back doing nothing touching no dials watching television they admitted after the fact they could tell no difference between a simulation and an actual flight because all that stuff was simply a computer program a simulation program which had run dozens and dozens of times before right 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 (laughs) you know and it's and there's never been an never there's never been an event in human history where there was no independent press coverage I mean, mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I, 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 to, I totally get deny that. The Holocaust. No, I mean, the, World War II was done in front of a billion eyewitnesses. But this was a TV picture, 100% controlled by the government, the honest Nixon administration. Yeah, you know? yeah. And they knew they couldn't go, and so they simply bluffed, like in poker. I mean, it's so obvious. They went a thousand times farther on the first attempt with 1960s yeah. technology then they can go today with five decades greater technology. It's completely illogical. That proves we didn't go. It's so obvious. Let me ask you this. Were the astronauts themselves duped or were they part or did they find out later? I mean, is it is it possible that they really thought they were on a rocket going through space and they landed on a on a film plot, if you like? You know, uh, here's why. Uh, you know, I've studied a little bit MK Ultra, trying to you know hypnotize someone into into killing somebody. As far as I know, that's only really worked once. But it only has to uh, work the once. many times that they tried <laughs> in the case of Robert Kennedy. Yeah. When, when you when you have people lying 
to such a degree that they were lying, you want them 100% conscious, 100% sober, 100% aware. Hypnotizing them into thinking that they went to the moon when they really didn't, that would have never worked and it would be highly unreliable. I've taught acting, studied acting, been on stage 500 times, been mm -hmm. in films as an actor, taught acting. I can tell that these guys especially the ones in the later missions had acting classes you know what i mean yeah they are being trained to lie in fact you know you can look at the uh one and only press conference where they all three sat there for an hour and answered questions and i didn't even notice it i edited the thing for like 100 hours and about at the 80th hour you think i would pay more attention i see they have tv monitors you know recessed into the desk now wait a minute these three guys are the only people in the world who, you know, walked on the moon or orbited the moon, right? Mm -hmm. So why do they need to be prompted on what the experience <laughs> was like? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. unbelievable. It, it really is. It, 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 it's starting to make even less sense to me now. And and I, I, I've not really delved into this subject with uh, the depth that you have, of course. But um, why didn't the Russians blow the whistle? Surely the Russians would have found something that they could have. Well, you gone know, that's with. a great question. That's the best, you know, argument that I can, you know, defeat it in a moment because it's a great question. Just like how could you fool two hundred thousand people? Well, you can't. Therefore, you didn't tell them. You know, if the computer guys at the computer console admitted they could tell no difference between a simulation and an actual flight, how could the guy making the glove, the door, the boot? Well, hmm. the Russians probably did figure it out, but they're blackmailing us. I mean, we have skeletons in the closet. They have skeletons in the closet. And mm. here's, here's the thing. Let's say you had a picture of the president with a prostitute, right? You could do two things. You could give it to the media and ruin the president, or you could hold on to it and blackmail him year after year after year. And that's what the Soviet Union and other nations are doing. China probably knows. Israel probably knows. Japan probably knows because of their technology and espionage capabilities that the moon landings are fake. But they're they're negotiating. They're using it as a bargaining chip. It's another good reason for the truth to come out. We're being blackmailed over this. That, that, also, that also makes tremendous sense. But um, getting back to the technological aspects of it, in today's world, what sort of computer do we have nowadays that was that is still more powerful than what took supposedly men to the moon? Well, a cell phone is one million times faster than all of NASA during the Apollo programs. Okay. Well and done, Verizon. Uh, well done, Verizon. Thank you. <laughs> so here, here's the thing. Here's what they allegedly did. Okay. Allegedly, they're on the moon in the lunar module. And the command module with Michael Collins in it is allegedly orbiting the moon at 4,000 miles an hour. Huh. And they launched that rocket and they perfectly synchronized with something from zero miles per hour to 4,000 miles per hour with very limited fuel. They perfectly synchronized it every single time. If they were off by less than one-tenth of a second, they would have missed it and all died. And yet, with computing power, one millionth as fast as a cell phone, they got that right every time. You know what I mean? Mm. It just it just couldn't happen. The the lunar module with a bank of car batteries could not compete against two hundred and fifty degree heat and get it run air conditioning for three days. That's impossible. The Saturn V rocket did not have enough fuel to leave Earth orbit. We got that in the writing 
by the guy who built the rocket. Right. You know what right. I mean? Oh, he Absolutely. changed his mind. He recanted on his math by a factor of 30,000%. So <laughs> anyone who's off by 30,000%, I don't think it's the guy you want going to the moon, do you? Not really. You know? Not really. So no. the whole thing is just absurd. But it's, it's like me telling you, hey, your favorite uh, football team there uh, won the World Cup or the Super Bowl by cheating. You're ready to punch me in the face yeah. for saying so. But what if it's true? People just don't want to know. Here's a good quote from Mark Twain. He says, it is easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. And here's a quote from Carl Sagan. It says, one of the saddest lessons of history is this. If you've been fooled long enough, you tend to reject any evidence of being fooled. You're no longer interested in finding out the truth because the deception has captured you yeah. because it's simply too painful to acknowledge to yourself that you have been taken it That's sounds it sounds Sagan. it sounds very know? very similar to religion actually <laughs> you know? but i mean i know you're a man that uh, believes in 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 in, in god and, and and whatever but then maybe he does exist i don't know but well you know an interesting thing about that though and the only reason i bring that up is you know is there a right and wrong you know there, there are some people who are so atheist to the extreme they say there isn't that you know murder you know is in the eye of the beholder rape is mm -hmm. in the eye of the beholder stealing is in the eye of the beholder and that's a very dangerous thing but what's interesting is that what precedes good or evil is actually a truth or a lie because when someone conspires to you know commit a crime in advance and let's talk about that word conspiracy half of all crimes in the world are conspiracies half are done in the heat and the emotion of the moment uh -huh. and half are plotted out in advance a bank robbery a murder so half of all crimes are conspiracies so people who put down that word are simply wanting to divert attention from their own crimes and mm -hmm. and so a lie is actually really the first sin, if you will, that entered the world. It wasn't adultery, it wasn't murder, it wasn't robbery, it was a lie. You know, Satan told a lie, and humanity believed it, and from then it led into sin. So really, the, the real key to, to rooting out corruption isn't rooting out good or evil or the crime itself, it's rooting out truth or lies. You know, mm -hmm. is fluoridation good for you or not? No, you it's not. I mean? It's absolutely not. Uh, no. Is a cheeseburger healthy or not? Or is bacon healthy or not? You know, there, there is a truth to that. Did they go to the moon or not? And this thing is so symbolic, you know, probably it's the least harmful conspiracy the government has ever done and that maybe they killed 20 people to keep it a secret, you know, compared to wars and 9-11 and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's very symbolic that they lied through their teeth. They gave these guys congressional medals of honor for lying. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. considered yeah. to be the greatest event in human history. So I start off my film, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Moon, with the Tower of Babel. You know, up until about 200 years ago, which means, you know, for thousands of years of civilization, the greatest technological achievement was simply how tall you could build a building without a collapsing on itself. And countries are still competing, you know, Dubai and Saudi Arabia and America, who can build the tallest building by yeah. one story taller, yeah. you know? So the Tower of Babel, it was never finished. Then we showed the Titanic and this boast they put in an advertising, this ship that God himself could not sink. It didn't even make one voyage. And then Tricky Dick Nixon, when they were on the moon, 
said walking on the moon is the greatest event next to creation of the universe. Wow. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> and so we see that this great boasting, it's so symbolic. And that's what I realized why I pursue it so much. It's such a symbolic lie through your teeth. Yeah, you can kill Kennedy and blame Oswald when he didn't do it. And yeah, you can blame 9-11 on the Saudis when probably Cheney did it, you know. Mm-hmm. But this it's just so blatant. There's just there's no reason for it. You know, you lie to cover up a murder. You lie to cover up this crime. But this is just a lie to lie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if the truth came out, this is the thing to imagine, Brian and John. Imagine right now we're having this interview. You turn on the TV. Someone calls you and says one of the astronauts is confessing on national TV that the moon landings are fake. Think about that. Mm. Think about that great impact that would have on humanity that the government lied to such a degree that just as human beings we lie to one another we're so afraid of the truth we're afraid to say let's go to the moon before the end of the decade and mm, i guess i spoke too soon you know as a politician and not a scientist you know kennedy did well we're just so afraid of the truth they are they are it's sad but but they don't recognize the truth either i don't think because if if an astronaut actually came out and said look by the way it was all a big sham i didn't really go to the moon sorry but here's the truth 99 percent of the world would not believe him they'd say he's lost his mind he's insane he's 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 crackerjack i don't know about 99 percent, but i know some people will because i talked to a, a professor at one of the top universities in the country and i asked him that question brian i said what if you saw one of the astronauts on TV tearfully confessing that he didn't walk in the moon. The professor said, I still think that we went. And I mean, come on. This is a guy who's supposed to be a scientist. I mean, the scientific rule is you have to have independent verification and duplication of the event. If I said I did cold fusion 50 years ago, but I can't do it now, you would laugh at me. Yeah. And yet that standard is not held when it comes to going to the moon. No one can duplicate it. No one can verify it. You know what I mean? I do. Except I do. Except the fox in charge of the hen house. You know what I mean? Yeah. The one, the one thing that has always struck me, when I say always struck me, it only became um, somewhat available to me information-wise, was the incredible Van Allen belt, which, of course, is if they did, let's, let's presuppose that they did actually go to the moon and they came back through the Van Allen, they have to obviously go out through the Van Allen belt, then they have to come back through it again. Why aren't they dead? Well, that's one of the main reasons they never went to the moon. Uh, we have a, there's a great video, I think it's on my YouTube channel, just go to Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L.com, and click on the YouTube link, go down to Conspiracy Corner News, and somewhere in there is a, is a video that he, Von Braun did for Disney in the 50s. He said, not only, you know, it's going to the moon in one rocket impossible. He said, you first have to build a space station and then ferry the fuel up to the space station. And then from there, go to the moon. And that's simply not the way that they went. Mm-hmm. And then in other pu- publications from Scientific American Magazine, which you can read uh, in my article about the moon landing fraud, they say that the, that the radiation belts, people don't know this. I mean, I talked to people in the military who, who I ask them about Building 7, they go, what's Building 7? You know, can you believe that? <laughs> so another thing more obscure is most people don't realize, but starting about 1,000 miles above the Earth and extending 25, 30,000 miles is a field of radiation that's, you know, 
very thick. It's about 25,000 miles thick. And every space mission has been below that radiation, except going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a guy from NASA, his name was Kelly Smith, and about three years ago, they had an, a project called Orion, which went up to 3,600 miles, U-turned, and came back. So whatever's at 3,600 miles was the point of the mission. Well, what's there? The radiation the belt. Radiation so they belt. sent two Geiger counters up and came back down, and Kelly Smith made a video, and he said this. He called the radiation belts dangerous, and then he said this word for word. We must first learn how to protect astronauts from this radiation before we can send people through it. Well, wait Mm -hmm. a minute. If they went to the moon, that would be the (laughs) only time they went through it, you know, eight times to the moon and back, six times allegedly landing, and another two or three orbiting, right? Uh Then... How did they do it? But he, he admitted that the technology to go through it without killing the crews has yet to be invented. Yeah. Well, that means that they didn't go to the moon. He said so. So I call him up. I call up NASA. Say I'm a journalist. Let me talk to the guy. Has some questions. Oh, he doesn't give. He didn't answer questions anymore. You know. And then I say, okay. Well, send me the readings of these two Geiger counters. And they said, well, I'm afraid that Mr. Sibrel, that uh, uh, information is classified. And I'm like, wait a minute, is is the temperature of the sun classified when you send probes to the sun? Is the amount of helium in Jupiter's atmosphere, is that classified? So why would this element of nature be classified? That yeah. doesn't make any sense. Why would a reading of nature be classified? Because if they released it, it would prove that they're lethal and that astronauts could never go through it. The radiation dose inside of that thing is like somewhere between, you know, a hundred and a thousand times a lethal dose. I mean, it's yeah. an extraordinary amount. And how thick was the protection for the astronauts on those on those spacecraft? I'm guessing. The thickest, the thickest shielding they had was one eighth of an inch of aluminum. And you know, when you take a dental x-ray, they put on a quarter inch of lead, mm-hmm. you know? over your private parts so that you can have children someday, right? And that's for one thirtieth of a second of radiation that's much less. Yeah, it makes no that. sense, does it? Absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's just ridiculous. And I think that by virtue of the fact that we didn't really know much about the Van Allen belt back in, I mean, they knew about it, but they didn't really know the effects of it. Because believe me, I, I, I think the Van Allen belt was probably fully understood or, or beginning to be understood in the, in, in the late 1950s, right? Yes, that's when, uh, if you go to uh, com, go to the Conspiracy Corner link and about the fourth article down, is about uh, the moon landing. It says, did they really? Did astronauts really go a thousand times farther than they can today, 50 years ago? In that, you'll see a link to the article that came out in Scientific American, I think, in 1958, and it says there, you know, there, that it's up to 100 times or more a lethal dose of radiation. And so, when Kennedy, who wasn't a scientist, who's just you know a visionary politician, mm-hmm. after they sent Alan Shepard up to go, you know, like 15 minutes, not even orbiting the Earth. Yeah, but if know? he was if he was that much of a visionary, he wouldn't have gone to Dallas. Well, <laughs> one thing at a time. But uh, you know, it was eight years into the future. You figure you're in space. You know, eight years later, going to the moon. When that proved to be impossible, we would have to eat humble pie on the world stage. 
And apparently yeah. the government did not want to do that. And they did not want to tell the truth. They didn't want to say, I'm sorry, we just, it just can't be done. You know, it, mm. it's just, I tried to summarize it so simple. Did astronauts really go a thousand times farther than they can today, 50 years ago? I mean, even here on Earth, Mount Everest took dozens of tries with killing people mm -hmm. before they got to the top. The yeah. South Pole, people died many times before they got to the South Pole. And yet they went to the moon on the first attempt with technology before people even knew what a microwave oven was, before cell phone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get this. Okay, if Lindbergh flew across the Atlantic in 1927, if 42 years later, <laughs> walking on the moon, then 50 years after going to the moon, we should be in another solar system by now. We would have been on Mars 10 years after the moon landing 40 years ago, which never happened. Well, we would have yeah. bases there now. We would. There we, 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 it never we, has been. I mean, the South Pole has temperatures 100 degrees below zero, 100 mile per hour winds, and yet there are bases there because it's physically possible, maybe barely, but physically possible. If it were possible to go to the moon, there would be bases there. I would There's have no thought so. There yeah. Because it's not possible. Right, right. Now, yeah. there are several, well, I guess it doesn't really count because we haven't been to the moon, but th there are many people that said that there is something going on on the dark side of the moon. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But getting back onto this subject, what about all the contractors? I mean, NASA didn't build its own equipment. It was, it was, it was Some of it was contracted out to North American, to Grumman and, and, and companies like that. Were they also kept in the dark or are they were they realizing that they were I don't they know. were kept in the dark because of the departmentalization they learned that during world war ii during the construction of the atomic bomb there were about 145,000 people working on the atomic bomb and like nine of them knew what they were building yeah uh, people were building the switch people were building the wiring people were building the housing and they never put all the pieces together that's why bill casing is so interesting because he read all the memos between the top secret generals going back and forth you know and and the whole thing about you know the dark side of the moon that's just another lie we have a large group of intelligent people you call them intellectuals whatever you want to call it who look at the pictures and they're like you know, this is in a TV studio, period. Mm -hmm. So how is NASA going to win those people over into thinking we went to the moon? Then they create, well, they're really communing with aliens on the dark side of the moon. And we have secret crews who secretly went to the moon. You know, if they really went to the moon, the last thing they would do is fake any of it. And I got you've seen a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. You see the window shot where they're faking right Absol in front of your eyes, Absolutely. Pretending to yeah. have the Earth floating in space, you know, and yeah. it's the window yeah and the lights come up it's the window you hear the cia saying talk, talk after four seconds yeah. to go by to make yeah. sure they create a fake radio delay it's so obvious they the, if they really went to the moon the last thing they would do is fake any of it for fear people would say they faked it instead of really went so if any of it is fake all of it's fake you know what i mean i do so, i, I, I get simple. that yeah I, I get that completely it's just but so many people don't question it they do not question it because i guess it would unsettle their little world I, I well actually it's, it's mainly people in america you ask people in the soviet union probably 90 percent of the people in the soviet union 90 percent of the people in china 
know that we didn't go. It's just it's gotten down to just America, hmm. you know. The and and even here, it's now twenty five percent of the people are doubting the authenticity of the moon missions, and that's that's amazing. Fifty percent or more, maybe it's like sixty seventy percent. I forget doubt that Oswald killed Kennedy. You know what I mean? So think about this, Brian. Hmm. What if we had two thousand? aerospace engineers signing a petition saying the moon landings are fake that would be incredible wouldn't it yeah it would wouldn't it you know so you have two thousand engineers saying you know it's impossible for skyscrapers to collapse because of fires you know the engineer of the building i don't know if people many people know this but the engineer of the building the the world trade center was interviewed on camera like six weeks before the buildings collapsed yep and he was actually in them and killed during the collapse. So someone lured him into there so he wouldn't be able to testify afterwards. He was asked, what would happen if an airplane hit the building? What would happen to it structurally? He said, nothing whatsoever. He said, you could hit the, those World Trade Centers with 10 airplanes and it would still stand. It would be like throwing a pencil through a screen door. Which is you know true. I mean? Which is true. And so they yeah. suckered him in there so he wouldn't be able to say that after the fact. And yet people... People still think that, that the buildings collapsed because of fires. It's unbelievable. It it, it is. It, it is. But th there are things that that do perturb me a little bit, and 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 I'm with you on this. I do not think we went to the moon in 1969. Now, I don't know if we've if we've visited there after that time frame. I don't know. I mean, I, that's not something I've really delved into, but they did bring back, supposedly, when I say they did bring back, they purportedly brought back Moon Rock, which was then sent around the, the world to universities and to schools and to, to a myriad of classrooms around the world. Were they real? Well, probably not. Uh, most of them were manufactured or retrieve uh, from l lunar meteorites. Uh, Von Braun, while he was on this goal, you know, to go to the moon before the end of the decade, just months before going to the moon, which they never did, and if he was really going, he wouldn't have time, he would take he would take vacations to Antarctica months before going to the moon for the first time, because they knew they weren't going, so they had already orbited the Earth, you know, job done. He went there to retrieve hundreds of pounds of lunar meteorites. And what were they for? You know, they were for the moon rocks. Some of them were, were manufactured, according to Bill Casey, and they had ceramics labs that could, you know, fake the effect of meteorites hitting them, which is allegedly one of the clues whether it's genuine or not. All you got to do is, you know, go to this article, look it up, you know, fake moon rock mm -hmm. in the Netherlands or Amsterdam. Uh, Neil Armstrong allegedly personally picked up a rock off the surface and personally gave it to the prime minister of Amsterdam, you know, or, or in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. So, and huh. it's been sitting there in a hermetically sealed box. And then the caretaker watches my movie about eight years ago and says, huh, you know, I wonder if it's real or not. They open it up. They find out it's a piece of petrified wood. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's trees growing on the moon, with no atmosphere, no water. So it's a fake. You know, and this is one that Neil Armstrong allegedly personally picked up and allegedly hand delivered to the guy. NASA says, well, no comment, you know, well, right, of course, right. no comment. <laughs> what do you expect? They better not comment, <laughs> right? So uh, going back to, to an earlier thing we just spoke about, uh, and my father, um, 
was fortunate or unfortunate enough to work on Britain's very first nuclear submarine. And this, is, this will just give you a small indication as to how secrets are kept. He worked in a party of, I, I suppose, two or three hundred people. And at no time, he was a Class A welder, which is one of the top welders in the world. They get hired and taken everywhere around the world to do high specific welding, you know. And they built... I think it was called the Dreadnought, I'm not sure. It was Britain's first nuclear submarine. And all these people were working on it, and not one of them knew what they were working on. Everybody had to sign a, 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 a some sort of contract that they would never disclose that they were working on the uh, the Dreadnought, which is weird. And, uh, you know, so that just goes to show you how... NASA survived these questions about, you know, faking it and whatever. They well, didn't know. Also think about it. It's really, as far as I know, the only positive conspiracy. I mean, whoever killed Kennedy, Kennedy's still dead. Whoever did 9-11, 3,000 people are still dead. Mm -hmm. But this is a positive conspiracy. They're giving the people what they want. They want to say technology is great. They want to say America is great, especially during the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. Nixon said the anti-war protests were the greatest detriment to the health of the country. And now you give them a pep rally, something to cheer about, a guaranteed win because they're staging it. And right. so you give them this this candy, and now you're trying to take it away from them. They don't they don't want to give it up. No. So, of all of this that we've spoken about, of everything we've spoken about, if you were to try and convince somebody quickly. What is the most beautiful piece of evidence in your in, 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 in proving that it's a it was a hoax going to the moon? What is the most absolute convincing piece of evidence that you could produce? Well, I mean, I would say watch a funny thing happened on the way to the moon. It's still up on YouTube or go to Sibrel, S-I-B-R-E-L dot com and click on the YouTube link and go down and watch it. We uncovered uh behind-the-scenes, unedited outtakes of them doing multiple takes of a fake shot, shaking the earth. You know, imagine a black TV screen with a little blue ball in the middle, and that's allegedly to show that they're this great distance away from the earth halfway into the flight. Well, it's completely staged. You're still in Earth orbit. They have a circular window that's backlit by Earth shine, where you're yeah. seeing a section of the earth out the window, or they put a little transparency over it backlit. They pull the camera back away from the window, even though they claim the lens is at the glass, which it have to be. And then the lights come up and you see that it's a you know, one foot model of the Earth. And then you hear a third channel of audio. You know, NASA uh, asks the astronauts a question. Four seconds go by. And then you hear on a third channel, talk. And Neil Armstrong starts speaking. Well, he's yeah. being prompted to wait four seconds because... They're really only a couple of hundred miles above the Earth, so the radio signal would go there and come back immediately. But if they're halfway to the moon, it would take a couple of seconds for the radio signal to go there, a couple of seconds to come back, so the CIA counted all four seconds. That's on the tape. You know, you could look at one picture. It's in the movie, you know, where an astronaut shadow is at 12 o'clock and a rock about five feet away, the shadow's at 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, go yeah. out into, the, into a parking lot or a yard at noon, and show me how two shadows of an object five feet apart can intersect at 90 degrees in sunlight. 
It's impossible. I'm a filmmaker. My job is to make fake scenes look real. 100% proof from that one picture alone that it shot at a TV studio. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's right there in front of your eyes. But what about the people that claim, and I'm being devil's advocate here, and I, I hate to do it on this subject, but what about the people that claim that um they have highly highly um modernized ways of looking at the moon's surface and they can zoom in close enough to be able to see the the stages and the and the vehicles that they left behind on the moon and and all this stuff is this just bs well according to nasa there's no telescope on earth powerful enough to resolve any man-made objects on the moon's surface. That's according to NASA. And then they claim that the Hubble telescope is too powerful to focus on the moon's surface. <laughs> How convenient. Artifacts. How convenient. So I've heard to a third party that that's not true. They simply just don't want proof of it. Now what NASA has done is it claimed that they sent uh, unmanned spacecraft orbiting the moon and they show photographs with a tiny little shadow that's supposed to be the lunar module shadow or little tracks that are supposed to be the footprints or whatever. I mean, and then they say, see, this is proof we went. Hello. I mean, these are the same people who faked a full body picture of an astronaut standing on the surface of the moon and more fake pictures from them is proof that we really went. I mean, how can people claim that's proof? Hmm. It's just the most absurd thing. You might as well ask a murderer to, to come up with evidence that you didn't, you know, kill the person. And I'm sure they'll come up with a whole bunch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe yeah. it. They already faked all these pictures of people standing on the surface in full color. And yet they they trust NASA's picture years later that, that they, these little shadows are the lunar module. You know what I mean? It's absurd. It really is. It, 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 it's It's... It's quite damning on on intelligence levels, actually, to be honest with you, I I think. But the the other thing that occurred to me, even when I was a kid, having watched this live broadcast from the moon, um, I noticed that normally when a rocket takes off or lands and it is extruding a huge plume of of, uh, flame or or, or at least a thrust, um, things get moved around. And yet... The rockets that landed on the moon, there is no crater beneath the, the rockets. There's no, there's no evidence of the soil being disturbed. It's, it, it, that was one of the first things when I was, you know, 17 that I thought, that's, that's weird, you know, because you can't, everything has an effect, a cause and effect. And if you're thrusting, you know, I hate to use a sexual term, of course, um, if, you, if you're thrusting onto the surface of the moon, and it's a low gravity, there's going to be a lot of debris being blown up. Am I right or am I wrong? Well, that's one of the first things that Bill Casing pointed out. Uh, he said a leaf blower is like five pounds you know, of pressure, and the thrust of the lunar module engine was like 10,000 hmm. pounds of thrust. There, the soil underneath it and the soil you know, beside of it look identical. Norman Walkwell had a depiction of a huge crater underneath it. When they tested the engines, they were even afraid that the crater created by the engine would cause the vehicle to fall into the hole mm-hmm. and create it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And someone apparently forgot that. They lowered the thing by a crane in a TV studio. They didn't disturb the, the surface underneath it. So when Bill points this out on national TV, you know, in Apollo 12, they always showed the lunar module kind of hidden behind a, a, a ridge so that you never see what's underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, pretty interesting. I mean, that's one of many 
clues that they didn't go to the moon. Um, you know, but to me, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. You know, if they went to the moon on the first attempt with 1960s technology, we'd be in another solar system by now. People who have been on Mars 10 years later, 40 years ago, there'd be bases there now. You know, to say that they can only go one one thousandth as far as they did 50 years ago is completely illogical. Technology does not go backwards. No. Right? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, That's absolutely. Like we built the first airplane that the Wright brothers built was a 747. And the best airplane we have today is a biplane. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. does that make any sense to you? It makes I sense. mean, it's, if it weren't for people's emotional attachment to this event, it would be so obvious to people. You simply have to have an open mind. I did. I used to think they were real. Now I know that they're fake. But you talk to some diehard people like that professor, you can have an astronaut confess it was fake, and they'd still think it was real. They do not have open minds. In fact, you know, there's a quote from a movie. It says the likelihood of one individual being right increases in direct proportion to the intensity to which others are trying to prove him wrong. If the moon landings are real, then anyone who says otherwise is an idiot. Then why are there hundreds and thousands of websites spending a million hours of manpower building websites to convince people 50 years later that to reassure them that the moon landings are real if they really went, you know what I mean? And yeah. then I, I get death threats. I get death threats, Brian, from people saying that they wish they could watch me and my children burn alive in front of their eyes. Hmm. Now, the more fanatical someone becomes is proof that they're wrong. You know what I mean? I don't say, Hey, Brian, if you don't believe this, you're a such and such, such and such, such and such or such, you know, cursing at you, wishing you dead, we don't say that who know the truth, but the people who defend the lie, they, they start foaming at the mouth like rabid dogs. Mm-hmm. Can you trust a rabid dog to be sane? Can to think clearly? You know, the venom that they have and the and the million hours to defend the fact. I mean, do they have to make a, th- a million hours of videos saying that the sky is blue or <laughs> that the earth is round? I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious there, you know? Right, right. So why do they have to spend all these man hours, a million man hours, and thousands of videos and hundreds of websites to defend the moon landings if they really went? True. My my producer, John, has a question for you. Hey, Bart, let me ask you a question. Um, Do you think you talk to lots of engineers and, and various people? Do you think that we have the technology now? to go to the moon so they're talking about new missions to the moon and to mars do you think we've progressed enough that that's going to actually be doable well the problem is the van allen radiation belt and the problem is having a fuel to escape earth's gravity i mean if you look at israel they just sent a probe to the moon okay and I don't know if you know if you followed that. I did. It crashed. It, crashed. it didn't. It wasn't <laughs> successful. It was not yeah. successful at all. And actually. however, I've been to Israel a couple of times. I'm developing a, a tech company there. You know, they're extremely smart people. Them and you know Tel Aviv and Silicon Valley are the smartest brain centers on the world. You know, mm-hmm. so what they did to reach the moon, they they. They did not go in a straight shot like Apollo 11 claimed to have done. They started orbiting the Earth, and they widened the orbit, and they widened the orbit, and they widened the orbit until it hit the moon's orbit. 
Now that's logical. And that would be the way that you could go to the moon. And that's not the way we went. Of course, you can x-ray a toaster a thousand times and it'll still make toast. So you can send unmanned objects through the radiation belt and they'll survive, but you can't, you know, put a human being through that type of radiation without killing them. So here we have 50 years later, 50 years later, right? They mm -hmm. still cannot successfully land a probe on the moon. The second most technological, you know, advanced nation, probably or third, Japan, they still can't do it. They spent a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And, that's actually that's absolutely crashed. true. Yeah, it, it's you know what I mean? yeah. Fifty years later, I mean, come on. Well, then the, something's wrong here. Either you know, Israeli scientists are stupid, or the moon landings are fake. One of the two. You know, they can't be both because if they can go to the moon on the first time with men on board, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. With 1960s technology, then Israel must be a bunch of idiots, right? Yeah. You know, no, it's extremely difficult to go to the moon. They can't even land a probe on the moon with 50 years better technology and $100 million. I hadn't thought about that, but that's absolutely, you're absolutely 100% right. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, and and here we are right now. At least in America, you know, Brian, you're considered an idiot if you think the moon landings are fake. But uh, tr trust me, there will be a time in the near future where you'll be called an idiot if you ever thought they were real. Yeah, I, and I do get called an idiot with great regularity. Trust me <laughs> when I bring <laughs> you this up. Take that as a compliment, because <laughs> all great thinkers throughout society have been despised. <laughs> Okay, well, just I'm looking at the, these these leaflets I've got here, and um, there's some stuff that people simply wouldn't understand, and I'm not even sure if I do. But just just one of the simplest questions I could ask you regarding the the the, the landings, if they had happened, um, the 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 shaking or the blowing of the flags on the surface of the moon is, is always well you know it, it couldn't have been um a landing because the flags were waving were were they waving or i mean we know it didn't happen really but so i'm not really sure what my question is but there's a lot of stuff that simply doesn't make if you spend five minutes looking at your videos looking at what you've written it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out that rocket science didn't get us to the moon. Well, yeah, I mean, again, you simply, if they could go to the moon with 1960s technology, we'd be in another solar system by now because they allegedly went from flying solo across the Atlantic to putting a man on the moon 42 years later. And technology increases exponentially. So 50 years after going to the moon, we've got to at least be in another solar system. Right. And we would have been on Mars 10 years later, 40 years ago. It never happened. We would have numerous bases by Japan, by China, by India on the moon if it were if it were possible to send humans to the moon. But there's nothing there. No. You know, no one there. No. You know, it's just absurd. It's saying we invented cold fusion 50 years ago, but we can't do it today. We threw all that schematics away. We forgot how we destroyed the technology it's just absurd. 
It's just people's emotional attachment. They cried. They, they're intellectuals, and somehow that makes them, we went to the moon. It's like saying, we won the Super Bowl. Were you on the team? Well, no. Were you on the field? Well, no. Were you in the stadium? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> and somehow we went to the moon, and I'm an intellectual, or I'm a teacher, I'm a scientist, and, and how dare you take that away from me? You know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. People are blinded by their pride. Pride blinds you from seeing the truth. You have to, and you know what pride is? Pride is simply the unwillingness to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And humility is the willingness to be wrong. I went to a church once that, you know, had an answer for everything, whether it was right or wrong. They were so arrogant about it. We have an answer for every theological question, even if they're wrong. And they were like, <laughs> raise your hand if you like to be wrong. I was the only one to raise my hand. They said, well, why? I said, well, number one, I'm not walking around in error. And number two, I'm learning something new. You yeah. know? Yeah. So pride is the unwillingness to be wrong. And these people, you know, who write all these articles and defend it and are mad at me and want to see me killed because all I'm saying is that the government lied on at least one occasion. And yet I get death threats for that. That that foaming of the mouth is proof that they're in error. Yeah, you know, right. Right. There. right. Yeah. Let, let, let me ask you a question that you may or may not be able to answer, because it's a, a, a very determining question when, it, when you are discussing moon landings and, and any sort of space travel, because the temperatures um, are incredibly variant. They, are, they go from incredible heat to incredible cold, and uh, this is what we've been told anyway. Um, and yet the Apollo missions had air conditioning. Now, I don't know if I'm right or not, but I don't think air conditioning works in a vacuum, and it's just uh, does it? Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Whenever they can't explain something, they always say, "Well, it's the vacuum." It's kind of a catch-all excuse. Yeah, yeah. But the main thing is the battery power, and this is why they destroyed the schematics of the lunar module. You know, right now, Trump says, "You know, we're going to go back to the moon," and they say, "Well, we have to we have to redesign the lunar module." Now, wait a minute. I don't know if you know what a B-52 aircraft is, yeah. but it's this incredible aircraft that is so incredible. They were built 65 years ago, and there's still, to my knowledge, around 200 of them still in service. They still you fly. think they threw away that technology because <laughs> it's 65 years old? No, because it still works. Absolutely. If, if the lunar module worked to begin with, they wouldn't have to redesign it. They'd have 100 of them in a factory, you know, duplicating the exact perfect genius design and it would have been you know, improved on which, yeah. which really you know odd is they had batteries they had car batteries they allegedly had like 10 or 12 car batteries in lunar module and they powered air conditioning non-stop for three days and got down the temperature from 250 degrees to 72 they're so arrogant they said the inside temperature was 72 the perfect temperature i mean at least have it super cold or super hot have a little realism to it right you know right now they're so arrogant Oh, it got down to perfectly 72, you know, running on batteries. You know, yeah. it's impossible. You can't power air conditioning on car batteries for three days against 250 degree heat. It's impossible. Well, it wouldn't have to be for three days. It would have to be for over a week, wouldn't it? Because by the time they've got there and then they land and they have to come back again, unless they're using solar, solar um, yeah, and then, uh, here's another thing, you know, Von Braun in this article that said they needed a rocket weighing 800,000 tons to go to the moon, and yeah. they had, and the Saturn V was 2,500 tons, he said, as soon as you landed on the moon, you'd have to find a cave or build a shelter because there would be a 
50% chance every 24 hours of being struck by a micrometeorite causing catastrophic decompression. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how many meteors hit the Earth every day. It's probably like 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. So a meteor can be as small as a grain of sand. But when that grain of sand is traveling at 25,000 miles an hour, it's going to go through steel. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And it's going to go through yeah. lead. Yeah. And it's going to puncture it, and all the air is going to come out of your I'm looking at the picture of my article right here. Go to sabrell.com. Go to click on, you know, Conspiracy Corner. Go down to the fourth article. Click on it. You'll see that famous picture of allegedly Buzz Aldrin. He's standing with his arm bent casually at 90 degrees, and there are wrinkles all throughout his spacesuit that's supposed to be pressurized. Let me yeah, you, right. Yeah, many, yeah, yeah. How many wrinkles are in a balloon when you blow it up? Not many. Yeah, you know what I mean? So his, his spacesuit isn't even pressurized. No. You know, because it couldn't be. Because in order to pressurize it, the backpack would have to be full. And because he's in Earth gravity instead of lunar gravity, the guy would fall over backwards. You know what I mean? Somewhere so it's not even – there's wrinkles in the suit. Yeah. You know, it's not even pressurized. The answer is right there in front of your eyes and people don't even see it. It's amazing. It, it it really is, and it's something that uh, has been intriguing me for many, many years. I'm so glad that you came on my podcast today because you're one of my heroes because this is like reality is now hitting people in the face when they listen to this, and they're going to go, you know, this guy's, this guy's got it going on because it's well, it's so obvious when you really do think about it. And what's really deeper is is realizing they really did fake the moon missions mm -hmm. and what does that mean it means that the united states government is not controlled by congress or the senate because trust me the congress and the senate did not unanimously vote to fake the moon landing so some other entity is actually running the government besides congress and the senate now that's that's serious that's criminal because it's unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Anyone who looks into the Kennedy assassination comes to the same conclusion, the CIA did it. If Oswald killed Kennedy, then the documents wouldn't have to be sealed for 56 years. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. He did it, right? Yeah, the yeah. CIA killed Kennedy. The CIA did the Gulf of Tolkien incident, which they admitted the CIA did it, right? And uh -huh. killed the million Vietnamese as a result and 50,000 Americans. And the CIA faked the moon landing. And the CIA is running the country right now. What do you think Schumer said during the election? You better be careful, Mr. Trump, because this, the, the CIA can get you six ways from Sunday. You know, because uh, William Benny worked for the NSA for 30 years. He said the NSA spies on the telephone conversations of presidents and Supreme Court justices to blackmail them into making political decisions, according to the CIA. He said that, and no one does nothing about it. Can wow. you believe that? It's hard to believe, but you know what? People are duped every single day by different governments. You know, so I, I do get it, um, and, and we want to believe our governments, don't we? We, mm. we, we want and to trust the, the thing is this is real they really fake the moon landing what are we going to do about it what is the public going to do about it? why are this minority of criminals in charge of everybody else mm -hmm. why is it that way does anyone care i think it's beyond them them caring because it's so uh, over and beyond their thought process normally i mean i don't know i mean well, <laughs> did we go to the moon I don't think we did. 
but there are millions of people that will tell me I'm a completely insane and I'm an idiot. So are you an idiot? I don't think you're an idiot. I think you're actually absolutely spot on. And and I think I'm I'm pretty much spot on too. John, I'm not sure about you. I'm way off, Brian. <laughs> you you believe he went to the moon? Uh, you do, I, you don't you? You know what? I, I, I got to tell you, I came into this really thinking that we went to the moon, to be quite frank. But boy, I'm, I've, got some, I've got some research to do, don't I? Yes. Yeah, I wish they were real, John. I wish they did, and I really believed that they were. You got to understand, even when I got a million dollars from an engineer at NASA who told me they were fake, and the film took five years, three and a half years into it, I still gave them the benefit of the doubt. I said there's a one out of four chance they faked it. Then I popped in the tape. And it's not available elsewhere because it says right on the screen, do not show to the public. And they're faking that shot. The CIA is talking to them how to fake it. I, I just, my heart sank. I'm like, oh my gosh, they really didn't go to the moon. I called up Bill Casey and oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I mean, I'm like, oh no, no, they really didn't go. He's like, well, Bart, I told you. I'm like, yeah, but they really didn't go. I got proof of it in my house. Well, Bart, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let, let, let's bring this down to a to a, a conclusion here, and, and because we have to wrap things up pretty quick. This has been the most it, it fascinating hour I think I've ever spent. This is absolutely amazing to me, um, and I've now forgotten the question because <laughs> I'm so amazed. Um, what does it mean to mankind? Or I don't know. Well, know? no, no, no. It was much simpler than that. It, it's actually you have actually met several astronauts yourself, and and you have asked them to swear on the bible that they landed successfully on the moon and what was the overall response from these from these people well after a funny thing happened on the way to the moon came out i guess from watching you know courtroom dramas as a kid i thought you know we should just track down these guys and ask them to swear on the bible whether they walked on the moon or not yeah and uh, so we ended up calling this film astronauts gone wild uh, because of the result of this, one astronaut threatened to punch me. One astronaut did punch me. Hmm. One astronaut says I don't hit people. And five seconds later, he kicks me with my back turned to him. And get this, that same astronaut, and I didn't know this until the person doing the transcript, you know, pointed this out to me. Okay, so we got these high quality wireless microphones on, on the astronaut going into the camera. They work from like almost a mile away crystal clear wow and you know i i sh pop in the tape i show him how it's fake I, I challenge him about it he starts turning pale white and then bright red you know threatening you know to hit me kicks me literally kicks me from behind on my way out huh. i had a cameraman who wasn't too experienced he let the camera continue to record while he put it in the back seat of the rental car and in the confusion and everything i left the wireless microphone on the astronaut you know they they you know uh, on the way out, they threaten to shoot us, literally. Then they go in their house and close the door while we're still recording the audio privately from inside their house. <laughs> and they're discussing to call the CIA to have me assassinated. We have that on tape. Now, think about really? that. If, if they really went to the moon, I'm an idiot saying otherwise. I mean, that would be like throwing a feather at somebody. If I threw a feather at you, would you punch me? No. What I'm really doing, it's like going up to them in front of their wife and saying, how's your mistress? I just talked to her. She's yeah, right, right. You know right, what I mean? Yeah. That's why they get angry, because I'm right. If I were wrong, it would be meaningless. If I were wrong, why would the CIA be called to have me assassinated? That wouldn't make any sense.
right? And why and wouldn't they just and, simply put their hand on the Bible and say, I landed on the moon, end of story. That, that's the end of the argument right there. Why couldn't they do well, that? Yeah, the, the ones who, who would do it, it were acknowledged as atheists, and the ones who said they believed in God wouldn't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> they already fear judgment, I guess, you know? The, the thing is, why would an astronaut privately talk about calling the CIA to have a journalist assassinated who thinks the moon landings are fake if they really went to the moon there'd be no point right right <laughs> so so by virtue of what you're saying i've i've put myself in a slightly <laughs> yeah you're going down <laughs> now slightly, Brian. slightly <laughs> dangerous situation and uh i'd like to just say that i'm not really brian how i am actually somebody else um but it it, it is it, it's outrageous i mean uh, I, I do find it hard to believe that the CIA would be so all-encompassing and all-empowering when it comes to this sort of stuff. But you know, nothing is out as out of uh, out of reality, is it? Really? I mean, well, I mean, look at the fine job they did killing Kennedy. They did a superb job. It, he was killed in front of two hundred eyewitnesses and in front of a film camera, and they they had bullet holes in the front of that windshield showing the bullet came from the front yeah and they had that thing back in the ford factory or cadillac factory popping the windshield out putting in a new one within six hours you know what i mean well That's i'll tell you something i show i'll tell you something and i met um uh, two or three years ago now actually it's more like five years ago i met somebody whose father was one of the doctors that worked on kennedy and they told she told me that that she knew where the where the where the shot came from and i've never told this to anybody so i'm quite happy to to do it now john am i okay to do this because i don't want to die well i'm not sure that the cia will feel that way about it but go ahead all right well and i i was told that the person that killed kennedy was not on the grassy knoll was actually in a a, a small manhole and if you go underneath the bridge where kennedy was shot you know on, on uh dealey plaza there is a bridge and underneath the bridge is it there is a manhole there and i was told that the guy was sat in the manhole and shot kennedy from the front and the car was dipping down because it was coming down here which made it quite an easy shot and uh the guy was a marksman and uh after the deal was done he closed the manhole cover down on top of him and stayed there for hours until everything was cool to go whether people believe that or not i don't know but well here's the here's the problem we're facing the you know a, a battleship or 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 a aircraft carrier cost i don't know 10 10 billion dollars something like that now yeah, right. and the cia has a black budget of 50 billion dollars a year wow cnn was was bought by them for only seven billion dollars and they had plenty of billions left over they bought at&t they bought verizon they bought yahoo they bought all these things so that they can own the hard drive so that they can search your conversations without it being illegal in their minds you know the reason why the mainstream media doesn't cover any of this is because they are owned and bought and purchased by the CIA. Right. I think that that's why this I, I was interviewed by the Washington Post that broke the Watergate story. And I 
I, you know, he was doing an article about how isn't it interesting that some people think that the moon landings are fake. And I said, well, you saw a funny thing happen on the way to the moon. You saw them faking that shot with the Earth uh, one foot model. And he says, what do you think about that? And he says, I can't explain that. And I said, that's right. And <laughs> which means they didn't go. And, I, and he said, yeah. if I did a story about genuinely how the moon missions were fake, I would be fired. I spoke with an NBC news director. I showed him that footage. He fell back in his chair, turned pale white, practically peed on himself, said, oh, my God, we didn't go to the moon. This footage proves it. Wow. And I said, well, what are you going to do about it? He says, I cannot air this. It would cause a civil war. Wow. Okay? You know, I did another interview for NBC. And that they flew me, put me up in the Waldo for story, paid me thousands of dollars for the exclusive rights to air this footage. Mm -hmm. And then NASA called them and said, if you air that footage, we will never cooperate with you ever again. We'll disconnect your camera on board the space station, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. You, you know, it's unbelievable. The media is controlled, owned, literally purchased with black budgets by the CIA. You know, Dan Rather, this is before YouTube, right? Before the Internet. He finally sees in like, you know, 1975 when they did the Senate Select Committee on Assassination, which proved, proved that there was a second gunman. Now, why isn't the second gunman on the top FBI most wanted list? Yeah. Then Dan Rather, you can see him on YouTube probably saying this. Dan Rather goes on national TV. He says, I watched the Zabruder film and Kennedy's head went backwards. That's the exact opposite of the truth. Mm hmm. You know, they wouldn't show the footage, they, you know, claimed it was too gory or whatever. But so I'm going to describe it for you. Dan Rather goes on national TV and he says the exact opposite of the truth. Yeah. You With know, Dan no Rather, actually, Dan Rather, it, it, I've, I've been told by several people, was actually a, is or was actually a CIA operative. Well, Woodward and Bernstein found a CIA document in the 70s that said in the 70s they had over 400 journalists on the payroll of the CIA at every major news outlet and they listed them CBS ABC NBC Time mm -hmm. Reuters Newsweek yeah. everybody that was in the 70s yeah yeah I mean propaganda according to United States law is illegal uh, after the quiz show scandal it's illegal to deceive people through television they broke that law you know, they killed duly elected presidents, and these people are still in power. Yeah, they are. And they always will be, I suppose. Well, I don't so. know about that one, but <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Well, let me tell you something. This has been the most incredible hour, and, and I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. You've There are still so many questions, and I hope that one day you'll, 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 you'll be open to coming back and talking about other subjects, maybe, because this is a... It's uh, just a, a crazy, crazy wormhole of, of, of situations around the world and a, around the whole historical aspect of not just America, but the whole world. And, and I think you're well on the track to disproving the fact that we went on the moon because I truly don't know how we did it. I can't see how we could possibly have done it in 1969. But I want you to let our listeners know how do we get hold of you? How do we see your information? How do we maybe even contact you yeah just go to my last name sibrel s is in sam i b is in boy r-e-l s-i-b-r-e-l.com it'll have all my links an email link youtube channel link you can watch a funny thing happen on the way to the moon watch that one first then watch astronauts gone wild so that, that it will make sense and you can read under conspiracy corner link 
go down about to the fourth article and click on the article, did astronauts really go a thousand times farther than they can today 50 years ago? I mean, that sentence right there proves yeah. that good for them. And I urge, I urge everyone that's listening to this podcast, please do it because it's informative. It's, it, it, from, as far as I'm concerned, it's the truth and don't believe anything else. Thank you, Bart, very much. You've made my day today. You really have. I, I truly mean that. You, you've really been over and beyond. You're, you're amazing. Thank you so much for the truth, and thank you very much for your time, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Well, my pleasure. You take care, Brian and John.